Answers Magazine, Volume 16.2, page 35, Bible and Culture, Think on These Things, by Sarah Malley Hancock. Positive thinking isn't enough. We must think God's thoughts. Recently, our family sent out an e-newsletter with some updates about how God had been working in our Bright Lights Girls Discipleship Ministry. I was praying that our newsletter would encourage families during COVID-19, but within minutes, we had our first reply, a critical response from a fellow believer who disapproved of our holding an online conference instead of a live one. Just a tiny incident, just a short email. But I wonder if this person's response indicates something bigger, a reflection of an attitude among not just one, but many Christians, including me. For instance, a Christian friend recently said something that I felt was hurtful and inconsiderate. Later that day, I found myself mentally rehearsing multiple small ways I had been offended by this friend. Could it be that I had, at that moment, adopted the same attitude as our email critic, dwelling on the negative instead of believing the best and choosing to be thankful? It is easy to slide into ungrateful, critical thinking patterns. In fact, according to some sources, research suggests that up to 70% of a person's thoughts are negative. This is not the way God created our minds to function. In the beginning, Adam and Eve experienced the beauty of living in a world unstained by sin. Their thoughts filled with unending joy and pure goodness. But when sin came into the world, as described in Genesis chapter 3, it corrupted everything. From the neurons in our brain, to the emotions that we feel, to the world in which we live, darkness entered God's good creation including the darkness of negative, unhealthy thoughts. Our world is obsessed with all things ungodly. The news is depressing. Entertainment often promotes wickedness. Negative posts on social media garner the most comments. Horrific actions make the headlines. Are Christians being influenced by the culture to think negatively? Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 commands us to do just the opposite, to think about that which is good and godly. What should we do when we're bombarded daily with lies, negativity, and thoughts that pull us down? Romans chapter 12, verse 2 answers this question. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We have to change our thinking. Train your brain. Often, we try to change our wrong emotions or actions, but never learn to discern the wrong thinking behind them. Then we wonder why we are having the same recurring struggles. It is because we are only dealing with the actions without getting down to the root problem, our thinking. But how do we do that? The good news is that as we apply ourselves to changing our thoughts, science is on our side. When we learn a new skill, such as typing, playing the violin, or learning to ski, we call our progress muscle memory. Actually, it is not the muscles that learn, but the brain. In reality, the brain is developing stronger connections between neurons and forming new neural pathways. Neuroscientists are fond of the phrase, neurons that fire together, wire together. This process, called neuroplasticity, occurs through continual repetition. Think of it as a path. If used often enough, a footpath soon becomes a trail, then a road, then a highway. The more demand we put on a neural pathway, the more the brain will build and strengthen that pathway. The repetition principle that builds muscle coordination 
applies to any stimulation the brain receives, including thoughts. In fact, thoughts impact the brain in even more important ways. If, for instance, we repeatedly think thoughts of anger or blame, the brain will develop the neural pathway tendencies to accommodate those thoughts and make them more likely to occur. It will soon become a pattern in our thinking. A thought pattern creates stronger pathways to further accommodate similar thought. In other words, our brains are constantly adjusting and changing based on what we think about most. Does this work the other way when we think of good things? Absolutely. But that's not all. While it is good to think our own positive thoughts, it is far more powerful to think God's thoughts, as found in His Word. The point is not simply that we are choosing to think positively instead of negatively. It's that we're thinking and speaking God's Word to ourselves. And His Word is powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. It will still endure even after heaven and earth pass away. It shows us how to solve any problem life can throw at us. It gives us wisdom that far exceeds the foolish wisdom of the world. It gives us faith that overcomes the world, Romans chapter 10, verse 17, and 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. It leads us to know God's ways, think His thoughts, and act according to His purposes. It changes our thinking and, therefore, our actions. Speak truth to yourself. I was recently reminded of a time in my ministry when I needed to guard my thoughts. I remember sitting on the floor of our ministry office at the end of a long day. Everyone else had gone home early. I was tired and bothered by a few little things. Ministry seemed like a drudgery that day instead of a delight. I leaned against the side of my desk, opened my Bible, and read, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation and my God. Psalm 43, verse 5. I began to think about what I had just read. It's interesting that the psalmist is speaking to himself. It's like he is telling himself what to do, I realized. That's exactly what I need to do right now also. Instead of listening to myself, I need to speak to myself. Rather than heeding my emotions and allowing them to govern my day, I needed to speak truth in my heart and choose to praise God. I needed to replace self-centered thoughts with God-centered thoughts. I needed to take a different path. I have learned this lesson over and over again. Whether I feel burned out, discouraged, overwhelmed, worried, annoyed, or disappointed, the solution is the same. I need to remind myself of the truth. I need to trust God and believe His Word. Obedience starts in my mind. It sounds so simple, but it has been amazing for me to realize how what I think about greatly affects every area of my life. For example, if I think negatively, I'm discouraged. This problem is never going to get any better. No one notices all the work I do. I'm never going to get everything done today. I'm going to struggle with this forever. These defeated and critical thoughts begin to govern my emotions, attitudes, motives, and finally, my actions. Eventually, my actions become habits. So, in other words, my thoughts affect my relationships, my work, my future, and my entire life. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. On the other hand, if I think biblically, today may be challenging, but God's grace is sufficient. Jesus is on the throne. It is not I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. I don't need to be anxious about anything. I will give thanks in everything. Jesus has promised that he is with me always. 
truths from Scripture give me the right outlook for the day and dramatically change my emotions and responses. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 commands, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. According to this passage, the key is not as much about eliminating the bad as it is about choosing to dwell on the good. Look at it this way. Do you wake up in the morning and attempt to push the darkness out of your bedroom? Of course not. You turn on the light. In the same way, we can't simply push the wrong thoughts out of our minds. Rather, when we flood our minds with light, the darkness flees. Anything? Anything at all? In all the negativity of our world, it may be difficult to find the good on which to dwell. But notice the word anything in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Are you discouraged about your church, your spouse, your circumstances? Is there anything praiseworthy to think about? Anything? If so, then think about that. Best of all, there is one who perfectly fits the description of Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Jesus Christ is true, honorable, pure, and just. He is altogether lovely and worthy of praise. Let's think about him. Sarah Malley Hancock is the founder of Bright Lights, a discipleship ministry for young ladies. She is the author of Before You Meet Prince Charming and Speak Truth in Your Heart. 